you could have a new mascot, the bat that lives in Jess's house. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 180. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Perlman, joined with my two fellow co-hosts. Hi, this is Jess. And this is Brogan. And today we're going to be talking about the exciting topic of bribery. Bet you didn't think we'd talk about that, did you? It was, uh, it was always coming. It was. It was, a, it was eventually I, a thing. I, I, there had to be some incentives to make it work. Oh. Yeah, there, we had to yeah. uh, so, some, some backroom dealing, some under-the-table cash. <laughs> Tell me Just, about these incentives. No. Uh, they're Ricky's packs. Huh. <laughs> Call back to uh, old episode joke. six Man, years ago. Joke. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. So, well, speaking of speaking of callbacks to old episodes, we have a we have a guest today. Um, we are joined by Eric Levine. Uh, you might remember him from such TV shows as Smoke Yourself Thin and <laughs> <laughs> what? What, the, what are you talking about? Well, it's Ultra Troy McClure from The Simpsons. <laughs> what? Uh, we are joined by Eric Levine. You might remember him from such episodes as episode 44, Investigations, just over five years ago, and episode 105, uh, which was a podcast on commandering uh, back in November of 2004. Uh, hello, Eric. Hey, how's it going, Brian? 2004, that was a long time ago. I <laughs> Well, what decade after, is it? After all the money I paid you to get on this bribery episode, I thought you would, you know, maybe do do the research. But but I, that aside, <laughs> no way. Um, so Eric, Eric is joining us. Uh, uh, Eric um, ha, is extremely qualified in this in this area. Not only is he a GP head judge, but he is also a member of the Player Investigation Committee. So he knows he gets to see uh, uh, bribery from all sorts of different angles. Boy, do I! <laughs> He's like like from ninety degrees, from eighty degrees, sometimes from the seldom used seventy nine degrees. That's a good Just one. Just call it theta. Just call it theta. <laughs> theta. Good. So so Eric will, uh, will be joining us. So Eric, uh, uh, so tell us what have you what have you been up to recently? I mean, recently recently I've been moving. But in the judge world, I've been, uh, you know, like you said, I've been pretty busy with uh, the PIC, seeing lots of very exciting bribery and other cases. <laughs> is, uh, is bribery one of the most common things that the that the PIC deals with? It's extremely common. I I would probably say it's the most common thing, just 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 on a, from a number standpoint that we that we deal with. And a lot, of, a lot of these cases are, are just you know people who don't really don't really know that what they're doing is against the rules, which is very exciting for all of us. Okay. Do you so, do you think that it has been more? It is becoming more of a problem, or like slowing down, or kind of staying the same? In the amount of time I've been on the PIC, which compared to some of the other members, is not. A long time. Uh, this is my second term on it, I believe. Um, but I, I, it's been pretty steady. I don't think it's been like on the rise or on the decline. It's just you know a thing that happens because people are people want to win matches of magic. Okay. So let's let's go in before we get before we start getting too deep into into the specifics. Uh, I'd like to just 
define what bribery is. Uh, so what can, can, can someone offer me up like a concise definition? Uh, the definition of bribery? Yeah. What yeah, is, yeah so, in, in the context of a magic, in, in the magic tournament. So a, a, a pretty tactical definition would be that somebody makes a decision to drop or concede or agrees to an intentional draw, uh, or really any in-game decision in exchange for, uh, or somehow influenced by any kind of reward or incentive or an offer of any kind of reward or incentive. So, so basically when a, yeah, it's, it's when, when a result or an action is linked to, uh, some, something that may or may not actually even be tangible, right? Because an incentive doesn't necessarily have to be something physical. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are, are incentives beyond, you know, money or packs. Right. So, yeah. It, it's, what, what kind of things, uh, I, you might have been about to ask this, but I was going to say, what kind of things have you seen that were not money or packs uh, that people have, have used for bribery? I mean, I've heard of, you know, I'll scoop to you next time. That's okay. a good one. Okay. And, I'm, and by good, I mean not good, of course. Right. No, I, I just wanted to... The other thing. is a good example of a bad thing to not do. So, I wanted to clarify what kind of thing you were talking about for, for people right. listening. Uh, I think that, that sums it up. So uh, I guess maybe like the the basic... The, the most basic form of, of bribery is something along the lines of, uh, if you scoop to me, I'll give you X, whether it's, it's packs or, you know, uh, a, a new iPhone or whatever. What's behind um, door number one? <laughs> a, a goat, um, you know, so that's, that is, that is in its, in its simplest, simplest form, players want to win, um, and they are sometimes willing to offer incentives to help ensure that that, that happens. Uh, and, and bribery is wanting, is, is, is that action, is offering of an incentive in exchange for a result. And it's not necessarily, as, as just said, it could also be like an in-game decision. You know, if you don't attack me, I will give you X. I have a feeling, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that most of the cases aren't as simple as my opponent asked if I would concede if he gave me a dollar, or my opponent asked if I would concede if she gave me all her packs. Or, or yeah. I mean, it depends, right? Without without getting like too specific about the things that that actually come across the old the old internet desk. Um, some of them some of them are just that. Some of them are like. My my opponent said they would give me packs if I conceded, so I called the judge. And some of them are more innocuous, but I don't know. There's they're all over the map. Yeah, I had uh, it was a, a states you know many many years ago where a judge was just walking by and overheard, "Hey, I gotta go. Uh, I need to leave. Go catch my bus. If you give me three dollars, I'll scoop to you." <laughs> the guy was literally asking for bus fare and it, you know wow. to to leave and yes so that is so so we obviously don't want so let's go into maybe like why is bribery a bad thing like we 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 don't we want to discourage it from happening but from a from a philosophical standpoint you know why why don't we allow bribery in in magic well, for one, we're here to play magic, and we're not here to not play magic. 
So in an ideal world, the the winner of an event is going to be the person who has won the most magic. So this is this is a game of skill that you're describing with like tournament integrity and stuff. It is. Okay. I can yeah, believe I think, that. I think what you're alluding to also is um <clears throat> that you know we, we want that skill to determine the outcome of matches for, right. for everybody in the tournament. Um and we want it specifically for this game of magic. Like not not specifically bribery, but you also can't, you know, play a game of commander to determine the outcome of your standard match. Right. Like, that's, that's not what we're doing <laughs> here. Right. So this this game of magic uh, and your skill in this game of magic needs to determine the outcome. Yeah. Does we, we we don't want you know how how you know rich you are shouldn't shouldn't play a factor into. Uh, uh, how sick, how well you are able to to pilot your deck to victory against opponent, or your connections, or your charisma, or whatever. It should be it should be who is who is better at playing the Magic the Gathering game. Yeah. So I we hear a, a, a lot when we're we're starting to talk about you know in exchange for packs and stuff like that. But but players are allowed to sp- split their prizes, right? You know, I get, if I'm gonna win a, a box, I can I can split that with uh with with another player in the event, can't I? Hey Brian. Yeah. Would you like to hear something sweet from the MTR about that? I I would. Excuse me while I like digitally push my glasses up my nose. As I read <laughs> uh, uh, so you're you're picturing that now. Uh, I am. <laughs> I mean, I picture you in like eight bit, like. <laughs> it's a picture with your word, broken, broken, I like a I broken like sprite, a broken sprite, just like pushing your glasses up. That, like that, a, would, be, that would be my dream, my dream come true. Like a Pokemon yellow little little character on the Game Boy screen, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's two frames of animation, right? Yeah, it's just it's just squares. Um, all right, so from the MTR. Players are allowed to share prizes they have not yet received in the current tournament, as they wish, and may agree as such before or during their match. Comma, as long as any such sharing does not occur in exchange for any game or match result or the dropping of a player from the tournament. So, it's like, you can do this, don't do the bribey thing. So, in in practice, this is, if I sit down across from my opponent, uh, I can I can ask them if they want to to split to prize split, but I can't say do you want a prize split in exchange for the draw, or do you want a prize split you know, or do you want to if uh, if, if I win scoop, do you want to do whatever right, right. or so, if you scoop to if you scoop to me we get more packs to split between the two of us yeah. Ah, yeah, I see. So you've you've connected the two things. Yes. Right. Yeah. And this is this is one of the the weird things because a lot of players are all about you know optimizing and and trying to to figure out like what results get them the most. You know, get the that most value. Pa- right. And and this is where you can get in, in, into problems. It's like yes, you are allowed to split prizes. Uh, you know, you can have an agreement before you even walk in the event. Like if you if you ride up with a car full of your friends and you're just like, hey, let's all pool our winnings together and split our winnings for this tournament four ways. That's perfectly legitimate. 
However, if you you the minute you tie any of these things together with with your with your opponent, whether or not they'll concede or whether you're going to concede, that's when it becomes an issue. I can sit down and say, "Do you want to split?" And they can say yes, and I can concede, and we can move on with our lives. But if I say, "Would you like to split?" and say, and they say yes, and I say, "Will you concede to me?" Is that a problem? So the situation is, you ask if they want a prize split. Mm-hmm. They agree. And then yep. once the price split is established, you ask the other player if they want to concede. Is that a problem? No. No, not on its face. That's not a problem. I agree. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a what, – what you want to avoid if you're a player, what you want to listen for if you're a judge at these events <clears throat> is a this-for-that situation, kind of quid, quid pro quo, right? The uh, – I think I'm using that right. Anyway. Yes, um, you are. You totally the, are. The, uh, the, you, do, you want to listen for somebody – tying those two things together and what we mean by that is is exactly that that they're linked so basically if you're offering some kind of prize split but if your opponent didn't want whatever result you want you'd want to go back on that split that's a bribe right if if, if the if the answer is contingent upon the result of the match that's when it's a problem right exactly and the the prize split the prize split that is tied to the match result Tends to happen in, in, in sometimes in the way that Brian said. Um, there's also the uh, I've I've heard things like I'm really tired and I I just want to go home and go to bed. So if you if if you just if if you'll split with me, I'll concede to you. You know, it's it's you hear you will often hear the reason for why why the player wants to do the thing that they're about to do, which unfortunately is sometimes about to be bribery before they do the thing. And as a judge, if you hear that reason, that's a good time to just pop in and say, hey, folks, uh, let me just remind you about something real quick before any more words get said. Yep. Yeah, just inserting yourself in there and not letting someone fall on their sword is okay. Yeah, it's better, for it. you to sound, it's better for you to sound overprotective and for the players to be like, yeah, we know, than for you to be like, oh, they probably know, and then somebody end up getting disqualified for bribery. So so let's let's talk. So a, a lot of times players, obviously, you know, like I said earlier, they they want to win, um, and they're going to be getting. If they do win, they're going to be getting packs, and they want to they want to uh, or you know planeswalker points or prize wall tickets or uh, a likelihood of getting like a, a, an F promo. So they're going to be they're going to be getting stuff if they advance. So to help help them advance they they want to incentivize the other person to scoop to them but maybe they think that you know as long as i don't actually say the words you know will you scoop to me for packs you know maybe i can i can hint at it you know using using phrases like i'm really generous uh, 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 i really want i really want the planeswalker points uh i'm really generous would you consider scooping to me or something like that okay yeah, you made you made a you made a sound. Yeah, I made, right. a, I made a sad sound. Right, it, was, it, was, it sounded like a disgusted sound. Yeah, it was. It was one of. It was a little bit one of disgust. Yes. Okay, but those those type of things. So the the the, the point that I want to get at is um, when judges are listening for this kind of thing, um, we there is not a set of magic words that will let you bribe your opponent. Okay, um, so. 
if you if you if you are using phrases, ambiguous words and ambiguous phrases, but you are still conveying uh, or communicating an offer uh, in exchange for a result. That's bribery. If, if the intent is clearly, st- if even if you're you spin around three times and clap your hands, if your intent is still an offer in exchange for something, <laughs> Although, it's still a problem. The idea of if I if I spun around, clap my hands three times, and said, well, "You concede to me." I thought it's like judge. He <laughs> See, he didn't say anything. But he went through the motions. I know what's up. <laughs> no, they're they're immune. It's the Tinkerbell defense. It's perfect. Spin around, clap. Yeah. Now, now that's now that's something that that like no one's no one's gonna evaluate that as like a bribery thing. But if you instead of like spinning around and clapping, you were just like, "Would you like to concede to me?" You know, um, that's that's strongly implying something there. This is this is the sort of this is this falls under the same sort of thing, but but in in the same way in, in the same way that oh I was just kidding is not a a, a valid defense against the bribery thing that, that that you might have just done. Also, I never actually said it in the same way is not a defense that that will hold any water. Yeah, there's <laughs> the, there's also the if 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 you say if you call a judge over still sitting across from your opponent and you say. If I do blah 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 in front of your opponent, still still a problem. So as a judge, if you are the judge in this scenario, and a player starts to ask you a question about what they're allowed to to do, just just pull them away. Just stand, get get them to stand up, come talk to you away from the table. So hold on. So if I'm sitting at a table with my opponent across from me, and I call you over, and I look at you and go, Judge, can I offer my opponent a box in exchange for the win? <laughs> Um, while, that, while staring intently at the opponent. Well, no, just even just even making the. So here, here's the thing: you, the judge is going to say no. Of course, you know. Let's assume no DQ. You know, or let's let's pretend that DQs don't exist in this world. For this example, you just you just said that to the to the judge. The second that judge says no, you can't do that. The opponent's going to be like, uh, I scoop, <laughs> and then exactly. and then we're you know make with the box, yo. Um, that, that is a, you, you cannot, you know, disguise asking the, I mean, you've, you've now just made the offer. You've basically, you've put it out there. You might not have been looking at the opponent when you said the words, but you put the offer out there. Right. So, yeah. And that's, that's really, that's really the thing I think a lot of players don't understand. Um, and I should say competitive players when they're play, they will come up to you frequently as a judge and say, how do I ask my opponent these questions? And what it really boils down to is how do I bribe my opponent? And there aren't any magic words, and there isn't a way you can kind of imply it and get away with it. If you're implying it, and I know you're implying it, then it's bribery. Oh, sorry, bumped the microphone there. Uh, if I know you're implying it, then I know it's bribery. And uh, if I don't know you're implying it, it's still bribery. You just might have gotten one past me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, we haven't come out explicitly come out and said this yet. Uh, no matter what event you're at, a, a bribery is is disqualification. That's the penalty for that. Um, yep. Yeah, even at pre-releases and F and M's, and it's it's very unfortunate because, like like Eric said earlier, a lot of these players don't realize that what they're doing is wrong. Right. One, and if it's it's your uh, first event, you're not going to know. But a, a judges should be saying. You know, and then I know a lot of people who who 
have realized this the hard way. Hey, but like, do not offer your opponent anything in exchange for a match win. If you have any questions about this, please, please, please talk to talk to a judge. Let somebody know, and we can discuss it. The the announcements that I that I make in the the latter rounds of events that I head judge um, include the the phrase the, the sentence If you have a question about what you are or are not allowed to do after talking a bunch about how you can't bribe people or wager or whatever, roll dice, flip coins. If you have a question about what you are or are not allowed to do, please call a judge and ask your question away from the table and away from your opponent. Because that way, they've they've heard now. I need to I need to not do this in front of my opponent, and so someone's not going to get DQ'd for asking a question that that we might have encouraged them to ask. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I also have a quick PIC procedural note because of uh, what what we were talking about regarding like. Knowing knowing what you're doing, like at F and M, if somebody commits bribery, they probably have no idea what they're doing. But if you are disqualifying someone for bribery, please make an effort to determine whether whether or not they knew what they were doing was cool or or not, and uh, or uncool or not rather, and and include that in your report. That would be very helpful. That's a very useful tip. Uh, they should just record, the, record that just like that. Like, I, I believe for these reasons that this person did not know what they were, that, right. that this was wrong. Or okay. Even if it's just I asked them if they knew they weren't allowed to do this, and they said no. Right. Reasonable. Because often that's all the information you're going to be able to get. Um, the other part of this we have not talked about yet is that if you receive the bribe. Or the offer. Or yeah, sorry. If, yeah, if you receive the offer. Um, you still need to call a judge. You still need to report that this, that this person offered this to you. Um, even if you're not accepting it. Even like, even if you are saying no, because if you do not report it, that is also a disqualification. This is this is something that catches a lot of people by surprise. Where you, even uh, when you're when you're talking to like a level one, maybe like talking to a level one candidate about about uh, the bribery policy and. Because it seems on the surface, just at the at the at the surface level, I said no. To, he made me an offer. I said no. Uh, why am I getting disqualified for that? That doesn't seem fair. So why why would we that that the rule seems at least on the surface really super heavy handed. Uh, what what are some, what are some reasons like why might we uh, uh, have that rule? Like what is what work does that rule do? The the easy uh, the simplest reason is that we, we we want to know who is making these offers in order to make sure that that those people are receiving the penalties that are appropriate and that these things are being recorded and that we, we just uh-huh. know what's happening. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, we really want to, what you're saying is we really want to incentivize you, the person who's receiving the offer, to report, uh, to report it. And we don't want the the offerer to be able to put pressure on you to not report them. Right. We're, right. Not, on, we're not on a witch hunt for for people here. But if it's if there is no incentive for you to report somebody, um, or if you will feel guilty for for reporting, so if it's if it's someone you know and you're like, oh, well, they're, they're a really nice person. Oh, come on. No, no, I was just kidding. No, come on. You don't need to call a judge. No, come on. What I do, I'm not a bad guy. Why are you going to do this to me? And, if someone's... And, 
these things, please call a judge very quickly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't want to be that person, and it, it feels bad. But when when you can say, well, it's a self preservation thing. I want to make I I want to continue playing this tournament. You you don't have that pressure anymore. With right. with this kind of like incentive, I think it's important to note that there's also like we as as judges have a, a an imperative to to discuss this with our our local community. Make sure people in the local community are aware of like the bribery rules so that they're not caught awares, unawares rather. We want them to be awares, I guess. Be when Be awares. <laughs> be awares when this happens and just find some way to, to get across to your, to your local store or your player community. Hey, this is a thing. If you, if you report it, everything is fine. If you don't, then there's a problem. When, when I used to work at the Channel Fireball game store, I used to teach my players the bribery defense maneuver, uh, which is to shout judge and then cover your mouth and raise your hand. Um, it was a little goofy, but uh, it, it got the message across. It, 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 it helped players remember, I think, hey, this is, this is a thing that we need to report if it happens. Wait, I, don't, I don't fully understand why you're covering your mouth. So that you don't uh, accept the offer. Don't say something stupid. Accident. Right. Ah. You don't say you don't say yes or no. You don't res- you don't want to respond to that offer. That's no good. You yeah, just want like to say the word like, judge and nothing else. It also so you don't want to end up in a situation. Go ahead, go ahead Brogan. Well, it just serves the the, addi- the additional functions of looking hilarious and giving you a, a signal to know what they're calling you about. I'll admit there was some motivation to make it look a little <laughs> ridiculous in order to get it to stick in the memory of the players. I love it. Well, if they don't say anything, they can't say something stupid like. Uh, you know, if the judge says that's cool, I'll go with it. Right. Uh, <laughs> 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 There's also the the uh, you don't call a judge, uh, but but you find out later as the judge. Well, they said no, but also gave their opponent a nice little anime wink when they said no, with the like ting. <laughs> yeah, think. Think about think about from a, from our perspective. If su- suddenly it becomes one of these situations where I can make an offer, uh, you can accept it and like be nodding your head while saying no. I completely refuse your offer. <laughs> and then you know the judge. We we come over. We hear about this. We come over, and the the opponent is like, no. I said that I decline. I I declined it. I didn't accept that offer. You know, it's it creates a situation where the the opponent can actually try and accept the offer while presenting the fact that they decline. Like if we change the rule to just say, like, if someone makes you the offer, you have to you, you know, you're only disqualified if you was accept it. Um, right. Yeah, th- that, that creates a whole nother vector for gate trying to game the system. Right, there's now exactly. this perverse incentive to to both accept and decline the offer at the same time. Right, it's, we want to make, yeah, make it extremely risky. We want to put all of the risk on the person making the offer. Exactly. So, uh, definitely. Now, so we've 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 hammered hammered it in. Bribery is a DQ. Bribery is a DQ. Bribery is a DQ. Um, but. Like I've I don't know I've been to I've been to PPTQs where you know in the final someone's like you know you find out that someone can't go to the RPTQ and the other person's like really really excited to go to the RPTQ um, how does that and, and they've been like hey uh, and they discuss about like who can go and then you know they they 
they walk away and one person's got all the packs and one person's got the, the RPTQ invite. What's up with that? You want some more sweet quotes, Brian? Uh, only yes. drop you push your glasses up even higher. <laughs> I'm wearing contacts right now, so it is a it is, it is a it is a literal not that is well, a painful mental image. Yeah, please well, don't push those. <laughs> <laughs> Both fingers in the eyes, pushing up. Uh, all right. After after we finish that mental image, because I don't get real images anymore now that I don't have eyes. Um, <laughs> all right. So as an exception players in the announced last round of the single elimination portion of a tournament may agree to divide tournament prizes as they wish. In that case, one of the players at each table must agree to drop from the tournament. So, literal literal finals. Uh, the last the last ra- sorry, the announced last round. So there is some right. awkwardness here. Yeah. Um with RPTQs uh, and probably some other weird events where the announced last round actually has more than two players in it. That's why they say at each um, table. Yes, so you can you can only have the dis- this discussion with you and your opponent, not everybody else in the tournament, if it becomes relevant, and that's only in the actual last round of the single of the single yeah of the single elimination. Yeah. It, it must be Swiss. single elimination, right? Yeah, not Swiss. Nope, never never Swiss. So this is an exception, and they can they can so they can divide the tournament prizes any way they wish. So that's. Only the stuff in the that's only the stuff in the prize pool for the tournament. There's no like you know, and I've got this uh, sweet Jace that I'll I'll sweeten the the pot with, or um, like I'll give you if they're talking about like an RPTQ invite, and I'll give you the Emrakul promo for when I go to the RPTQ. Right. I cannot right. also offer you my firstborn child. Yeah, I've got I've got a cake in the car. You can have that in the car. In the car. So, so okay. So this is this is an exception here. This is so so all the stuff uh, the the that we were talking about before. These these two players. So let's let's just say it's the finals. Um, these two players have sat down. There's um, an RPTQ invite goes to uh, first place, and a box. Let's say a box goes to second place. Uh, or, or maybe it's 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 like twenty four, you know, half a box to each, or something something like that. Um, they are they can sit down and they can restructure those prizes. So, you know, like I said, first place gets the RPTQ invite, half a box. Second place gets half a box. They can actually agree. Winner gets the RPTQ invite. Loser gets the box. Right. If I like, if I don't want to go to the thing, but my opponent also doesn't want to go to the thing, we work together to figure out a structure that works for us. How does this suck the least for everyone? Exactly. Right. Yep. Now, that mu- now let's let's talk a little bit here. We we've, we've been talking a lot about like concessions and stuff like that. So this this particular rule here says um in that case one of the players uh must agree to drop from the tournament. Okay, that's because for for tournaments that award things to the first place spot like an RPTQ invite. It doesn't that goes to first place. Okay, so the non person the person who's not getting the invite is the person that is dropping. Really. Um right, it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense to it's like, yeah, w- winner gets the packs, loser gets the the RPT invite, the RPTQ invite. Right. It doesn't work that way. Um now 
we don't necessarily expect players when they're talking to like know the difference between dropping and conceding. Yeah, please, uh, please don't lose lose sleep over that. That's not a that's not a distinction that that you should be terribly worried about when the discussion going is going on. Like, oh no, you said you said concede and not drop. Please, please don't disqualify that person for that. Yes, thank you. That's <laughs> that's, that's uh, they're effectively trying to do the same thing. Yes. They're, they're functionally equivalent in this circumstance. Yeah, we'll understand their intent. Yeah, the the difference is what, like the planeswalker points, realistically, and and the fact and the fact that we we by dropping them we can we can say that there was no actual concession in exchange for this. But yeah, their players aren't going to understand the difference. The, those two words are going to be used interchangeably in this particular in this particular round. They're not used interchangeably during Swiss. Conceding and dropping are two completely different things. In <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> Don't scare your scorekeeper, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, the, the big the big thing is these two players are sitting down. They're going to have this conversation. Uh, you, as the the judge, can can explain if necessary that that they they can restructure the the prizes within the tournament. They can't bring anything from outside the tournament, um, but don't DQ for this. Uh-huh. Please, uh-huh. This, yeah, this, this this is an exception. For, yeah, again, for, this exception is only for that one round of the tournament, um, just the finals. Sorry, Bergen, you were saying something for what it's worth. It was not important at all. I was going to say, for what it's worth, uh, Brian has written the don't DQ for this twice in the show notes, just to uh, just to, to really uh, remind everybody. Well, I can... Home. I can I can tell you as as a member of the PIC how much I don't want you to DQ people for this. So maybe that's why Brian wrote this twice because he knows that that the fire of my fury burns bright. For uh... <laughs> nah, I mean, but, I'll, but... I'll I'll be honest. The, the whole the whole uh, uh, I don't want to say inspiration for this episode was a, a a Facebook post that I saw. I saw that mm. as well. I have um, seen this thing. Right, and it was just it was just one of these things that that there there was some debate and there was some discussion, and it was like okay, well then this is something that 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 as members of the community, as members of the judge community, it's it's I feel responsible, and we have we have a platform here of JudgeCast that we need to 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 help educate when when we see that there is a uh, an area where judges uh, have an opportunity to learn and grow. That we should explore those opportunities. Here's this episode, right? And you want you want people to be out there. You want judges to be out there listening for bribery and and looking for these opportunities to educate players mm-hmm. before they commit bribery. But you also want to make sure that these judges are themselves educated with this information of like, hey, remember there is this this exception to the last round of the of the single elimination portion of the tournament. Um, and if you if you could do us all a favor and just Whenever you're you're judging your your local PPTQs or or what have you, just remind those players like, hey, this is what you are allowed to do. And just real quick, you're not allowed to also divide that fifty bucks in your pocket as you wish, just because that 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 could get real thorny if you did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that I don't like dealing with that. I wish I could say that I never have to, but I do mm. occasionally, and you, and you will as a judge at some point likely have to deal with this. Please deal with it when it comes up. Don't sweep it under the table, or under the rug, rather. Um, but at the same time, encourage your players to not do this ahead of time. Um, one thing, 
Eric, you pointed, or I don't know if it was Eric or Brian said this, but we want judges to watch for this, right? Uh, yeah. At events, where should they be watching for this? What, what players are most incentivized to try and bribe their opponents? Not the person at table one, I can tell you that much. Yeah, it sometimes if, can be the person at table one, but but usually you're absolutely right. It's not not the person at table one. It's it's, uh, it's generally the 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 win and ends like the the matches that are on the the bubble. Right. right. Well, not just not just for top eight, but also various prize thresholds. So if you're in the event that here. Right. If you're in an event that pays to top eight, but also pays out to say top sixteen, well, those people that are gonna maybe make sixteen if they win, those people are incentivized to bribe their opponent. From a, similarly, if you're if you're in an event that pays out based on Swiss record, um, people with uneven records who are paired in the last round are 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 compromise the tables that you you might be interested in in hanging out around and educating because the they are at, yeah the pair downs are at the are the at risk tables for bribery. And one thing you uh, you want to watch out for as well is uh, un uneven price structures where. Yeah. Uh, where you end up in a situation where a one player conceding to the other ends up with a with an awkward a difference in the number of packs they receive in total, number of packs or amount of prizes they receive in total. Uh, in that situation, it's a good idea uh, not just to encourage the, to educate the players, but also educate the organizer who set up that prize structure that they have incentivized a behavior that that we don't allow in tournaments, because the players will figure that out. They'll figure out the best result. Yeah, I definitely um, had this conversation with a with a uh Jesse were there uh at an event where they were talking about what they could do because the, the the prize structure was just well, if we draw, nobody gets anything, but if somebody wins, we can both get a thing. And I was like, "Hey, friend." Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then having the conversation, as as was said, was just talk to the TO about that. They may not change what they're doing, but it's worth having the conversation. They also might not even realize it. Like a lot of times, frankly, a lot of times the organizers uh, are not in the same mindset that your your very competitive players are. The competitive players are trying to eke out every little little. Advantage they can, and often your TOs who are very well-meaning just want to build something where their players are having fun. Yep. And that's a good thing, but they may not realize that what you know because of that they've set up an awkward price structure. Um, and that's a thing that happens. And I know we've been talking about it for a minute or two now, but it's it's a thing that happens with surprising frequency in my experience. Yeah, especially when it's when it's a larger event with lots of side events and they have to come up with a million different prize structures. It, it happens. Right. And it can it can happen in a GP, and it can happen at your local store, and it's just you know you view view it as a an opportunity to get your get to know your TO better. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's uh, that's always a good thing, you know, get it to know yeah. better. Um, have the conversation respectfully and politely, as always. Um, don't tell them, hey, you're doing it wrong. Um, say, hey, some players might do this, and you didn't re- you you may not have realized it. Um, th- yeah, do, there's a way do to have a conversation to about it. Yeah, there's a way to have that conversation. I think we went over that a little bit um, in an episode we did a while back about about talking to organizers or talking to local store owners. Right. Um, kind of like I don't I don't know if you've already been through this with your prize structure, but that kind of thing that you that you folks suggested in that episode. 
Yeah, it's just the the you know don't don't act like they're dumb because they're not. They just don't see things the way you do. I like that. All right. Um, did we have anything else we wanted to discuss about bravery? Uh, what happens if I want to chop my top eight? Ooh, that's a good question. So it depends. Uh, <laughs> Awkward. Go, go on. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna push up my internet contact lenses and uh, and tell you a, a tale from the MTR. But Eric, uh, you have glasses. Ow, a ow. tale from the MTR <laughs> by S. Morgan like, Stern. Like a, right. Like like that sounds like a terrible like podcast name or something. <laughs> Just like, this is my Tales from the MTR. My can we get broadcast. Can we get Brand Stark to narrate over top of it awkwardly? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so so it turns out that players in the single elimination rounds of a tournament offering only cash and or unopened product as prizes may, with the permission of the TO, agree to split prizes evenly. The players may end the tournament at that point or continue to play. All players still at the tournament must agree to the arrangement. So if there's only cash and or unopened product as prizes, you can split that top eight if everyone agrees. So the TO, the TO can be like, all right, everybody gets a, you know, a quarter of a box or something like that because that was the, the total prize pool was two, uh, was two boxes. Right. It's okay. And then the, the the tournament ends, but I want to do this at my PPTQ. Uh, an RPTQ invite is neither cash nor unopened prizes. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, you unfortunately that doesn't work according to the MTR as we just read. That doesn't work at an event where we have an invite. So if we're in if we're in top eight and there's a a pizza a, a pizza trophy and then some cash and unopened product. I can't say, well, let's split the cash and our unopened product, but I get the pizza trophy. Right. Unfortunately, I, I, that's that's the way I read that. Right. Now, that's, now that's this the way is, I read it. Now, this is saying, with the permission of the tournament organizer, may agree to to split prizes evenly. Okay. Then that means that this is all, you know, the the tournament organizer has agreed to 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 you know, with the permission, has agreed to split it all that way. Now. The MTR also says that players are allowed to split prizes. So if you sit all of the top eight and they and someone says, hey, do you guys want to split? And they all say and split and play for the pizza trophy. And they all go, uh-huh. And they all nod their heads up and down. What then? So to be clear, you're saying that uh, they they have seated sat for their matches and they all just looked around and been like, Hey guys, we should split. And somebody, somebody they says had, they had the discussion and then they agreed to it. Some, somebody says like, Hey, it's a half a box each. If we just, if we, if we all split and then everyone's like, yeah, sounds good. I want to split. I want to split. I want to split. Well, that's awkward. Now in, in that, in that particular case, the players have agreed to, the players have agreed to split that. That's not something that the TO can get involved in per the MTR. Right. So the players have made an agreement to split. Yeah. Your, yeah, it's awkward. Your the reason it's awkward is there's no way to enforce that. Right. Right. They, if, they if can... pl- Go ahead. I was going to say, if a player gets to the end and goes, you know what, actually, I want, I'm just going to keep all this, nobody can do anything about that. That's not a judge. That's Or rather, the judge isn't going to do anything about that, and the, really the TO shouldn't either. Right. This, so this, this paragraph is, is about... 
okay, hey, T.O., are you willing to, to open these two booster boxes and give us each however many packs? Sure, players, I'm happy to do that. But if the players want to engineer their own even split without involving the T.O., like you said, that's fine. But but if if the winner walks away with their two boxes and no one ever sees them again, there's nothing the T.O. can do about that. Right. It's a good idea to encourage encourage players to have that conversation before they've sat for their matches uh, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is you don't want them to sit there and uh, kind of bully other players into an agreement. Right. right. Uh, that, that, that definitely get in and stop. Uh, how, right, do you because feel, how do you feel about a an event where 12 people show up and one player at the beginning of the event says... Uh, because the prize of the prizing of this is so high, we each get twenty bucks. If no matter like if we all split evenly, do you want to do that? And everyone says, "Yeah, cool." Are you cool with that? Uh, so they're just splitting the prizes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anything in the MTR that prevents that. Yeah. Sounds like a prize split to me. So yeah, so yeah. Check, as long, as, long as it's not like, "Hey, do you guys want to split and drop?" or something along those lines. You want to split and, and concede. Um, that's that's fine. Uh, this almost happened at at, a, at an event that I was. We were having a mini judge conference. This was many many years ago. The TO was having a one k uh, with I think twenty five dollar entry fee, and twenty people showed up. And Oops. right, and so you know the TO was kind of bummed, but he was still like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pay out. You know, one well, k. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this too is a real up and up guy. I'm going to pay out. We can just split, split the money, you know, the, the 20 ways, which is, uh, what, 50 bucks. Uh, you paid the 20, 25 and then the, we just end the event. And, uh, one dude said no. (laughs) (laughs) And he made it to the finals and, all of the judges in the in the judge conference going on in the back of the the mini judge conference in the back of the store. We just we were we, we I've never wanted a player to lose so badly. <laughs> there just infinite shade, just infinite was, shade. There was thrown. a lot. There was a lot of shade thrown. Uh, but you know, yeah, it's in that particular situation. Had that last guy approved, it would have been like, here you go. You can continue to play. I I, I mean, the TO really wanted to just kind of end the event, but. You know, you can continue to play at that point once you've once you've made that agreement because you've agreed to prize split. There's no uh, the results. Everyone's playing pure magic from then on out. More power to you. Yeah. Except that guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Everyone else is so tilted hard. by the lack of prize split, and this guy's just riding high the whole time, all the way to the finals. Right. <laughs> right. Jeez, that guy. What a champ. Uh, there was there was a guy. Yeah, you could split. I'd like to point out, you could split. It doesn't have to be even split. It doesn't have to be 50-50 split. You could, when you're splitting prices, it could be weird numbers if you and your opponent are like, you, you want it to be some other number than 50-50. Um, 12 packs I, I go know, to the winner, 8 packs go to the loser? Yeah, something like That's that would fine. be fine. Um, there was a player uh, who used to play frequently, I assume still does play frequently at the, the Channel Fireball store, who every time he would make top 8 would go, all right, guys, so, winner take all, right? We're going winner take all? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I know players here who do that. And and nobody, like, he never got a consensus on it, but he would say that every time, and that split is just fine. There's nothing illegal about that if all players agree to it. I've seen a winner take all 
finals, but I never, yeah, I never saw that person get their way either. Do, do you know who I'm talking about? I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the important thing in all of this is the the game still happened, right? And and the winner, in no way, this prize split, in no way, shape, or form, in, influences uh, the the matches that are being played. Now, it might be that one of the players now that now that there is a prize split, he's like, well, it's getting late, and now that my now that my prize is is guaranteed, I'm no longer incentivized to continue playing, so I will, you know, scoop in the quarters. Exactly, that's, and that, that's uh, that is that is technically allowed. Yeah, it's, um, an, that, it's an unavoidable human behavior. Right. It's uh, it's a weird thing where we've kind of removed the incentive to make them keep playing. Like we haven't incentivized them to drop or concede, but we've we've removed the incentive that that tells them as human beings right. you should keep playing in this event. Right. And most of the time in these situations, you know, the players will split top eight or top four of this of a, of a 1K or something similar. You know, there's no invite on the line, and they'll just, you know, hop on the train and go home, and that's fine. But sometimes somebody wants to play it out. Somebody wants to jam a couple extra games before the RPTQ, and as long as somebody else in the tournament still wants to do it, it's going to happen. Right, exactly. All right, is there, a, is there anything else we we want to talk about? Regarding the bribes, I don't think so. Don't do them, Brian. Did you have anything else? Uh, I do not have anything else other than it's. It, this is this is a thing. Uh, I know that we've used RPTQs as uh, and PPTQs as examples here, but bribery does happen at the F and M level, um, depending on what the prize structure is or, or you know the the F and M promos that kind of thing. I think yeah, I actually think that while well, there's a higher risk of. Uh, like there's there's a higher incentive to to do it. I still think it happens a frequent amount, maybe more frequently at those lower level events. I mean, I've heard um, the weirdest bribery case. I think I've I've heard was um, if one of us wins, we get an extra pack. So if you concede to me, I'll let you pick whether you want the uncommons or the rare. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. Wow. And, and, and that's so. That's so little. Like in in the grand right. in the grand scheme of things, that's such a small thing, but it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. And you might be tempted as that as that F and M judge to be like, ah, it's just I tell them no, and they know not to do it again, and I don't want to cause a fuss. But that's at the same time. This is this is a tournament rule. This is a, a tournament rule. This isn't an IPG thing. This is a rule that applies to all uh, all levels of magic. Is that those those people need to go home? Yeah. Um, when, and, sorry, go on. When when this happens at your at your F and M or your pre-release, you have an opportunity to show your players to show your player community that you are a judge who is going to fairly enforce the rules at all times as opposed to sweeping things like this under the rug. And that's an opportunity that that you should take so that your local community continues to, to trust you and, and love their judge. Uh-huh. And, and that being said, once they've been removed from the event, you then have the opportunity to help this organizer retain this person as a customer. If you're, if you can go to the store owner and say, this is, this has happened or is about to happen to this person, um, I have to remove them from the event, but I also want to help you keep them as a customer. 
can we do X, whether X is get them into another event or just something else you can think of to do for them. Um, that's not a bad thing either. Uh, you can enforce the rules and still be clear that you have the player's best interest in mind when you understand they had no idea this was wrong. Right. Right. And then they're, they're, they screw. Well, their tournament does not, it will, will end based on this. It doesn't have to end their, their, their day or their magic experience. And you can, it also doesn't have to end your interaction. You can talk to them afterward. You can discuss it with them to, mm-hmm. to, but there, I've had players where this happened, and they're like, "Oh no, am I am I not going to ever be able to play Magic again? What happens?" So, Eric, Eric from the from the player investigation committee, I think you said this earlier. Um, if you feel, if you, the DQing judge, feel that the player genuinely didn't understand uh, that well, that what they were doing was wrong, that 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 factors into y'all's you know the thought process as far as what actions to take, right? We we definitely, uh, without being uh, too specific, we definitely want to know. That's information that if if you think like, hey, you know, this is this person's first pre-release and they had no idea and they just wanted to offer their opponent the either the uncommons or the rare, their choice, you know, <laughs> then uh, then then we we do want to know about that because that that it matters and it also it's something that you should want to find out because it is going to inform like what what. In, in terms of what Jess said, it's going to inform how you continue to interact with that player because DQing them, they don't they don't just you know disappear in a puff of smoke and appear in in DCI jail. They they you know they're they're still there in the room with you and the other players and 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 the TO or whoever is being the TO, and that will inform your interaction and whether or not you you go to the TO and say, hey, what relief can we provide for this person who didn't know the thing? Okay. I've got one one more uh, uh, topic on, on on bribery to ask about that I've actually been asked a few times. Um, so I am a brand new level one judge, okay, and I and I judge at um, uh, uh, happy happy card games emporium. Ooh, he's done a really okay. good job faking it this whole time. Yeah, sounds like a nice yeah. place. Okay, uh, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a level one judge. I just got my L one. So yesterday I was a level zero. Today I'm a level one. I'm going to be a a level one judge at F and M uh, at Happy at a Happy Card Games Emporium uh, down on Route 50. Come on out. We're crazy. We're gonna have a good time. Um, so um, at my local game store, though, bribery is very common. It's it's not considered a big deal. It's it's it happens, you know. People people scoop for F and M promos. They they you know they swap packs for for wins all the time. Um, what do I do at you know as a as a brand new level one? I am getting my judge on for the you know third time um, at this particular at this particular place. And there is I'm walking into a place that has this culture. Uh, is there things that I can do to turn it around? Am I going to have to just go in there and basically, you know, uh, kick butt and take names? You know, I'm really uncomfortable doing that. You talk to your players. Yeah, that's the number one thing is, is you know, you make let it them clear. Know. Hey guys, I, I'm, I know I haven't been a judge here before or frequently, but I just wanted to make sure you're aware that this thing is against the rules. If this happens... You have to be removed from the event. 
I don't want to remove you from the event, but this is against the rules, so let's make sure this isn't happening today so we can all stay in the event. And then, unfortunately, you could even tell them, hey, here's the here's the bravery defense maneuver and make a laugh out of it. Uh, but uh, then you got to follow through on that because because there's a very good chance in that kind of environment that somebody is going to do that even though you said something. And when that happens, you do have to follow through on that. You do have to, you know, play the sheriff, so to speak, and end up disqualifying somebody. Right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna feel good. And if that's the the culture they're used to, it's probably gonna come as a little bit of a shock. But that open communication needs to be there. You need to let them know that this is the expectation. But they also need to know that they can talk to you. Right. It can't be. It can't be an ambush. You you can't you can't let it be an ambush. If if the first thing that you do is, you know, just just walk in and start the event like normal, and then round one you DQ somebody, you've you've not done your job here. Uh, talk, talking to your players is not is 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 really going to help them. And if you can before the event, talk to the organizer or whoever's going to be there acting as the organizer, to because you're you're a new person. You may be a new person in this ecosystem, and if you are you're not going to have the level of respect that, say, the tournament organizer does. And that means that when you come in and say, well, I'm, I'm the new sheriff, and, and it turns out we haven't been following the rules this whole time, so let's follow the rules, that might not be well-received if you don't have an ally. And getting the TO as an ally in this type of situation is going to make this a lot easier, if it's possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. ab- absolutely. Is definitely, definitely talk to the, you know, hey, this is going to have talk to the TO. This is, this is potentially going to be a thing. Uh, I'm going to need to make an announcement. Players might be un, unhappy, but I, I need to know that you've got my back. Um, exactly. and, and if you are uncertain how to have that conversation, okay, because you are a new judge or maybe you're a new judge in a, in a particular area, if you are uncomfortable having that conversation with the TO, um, or you don't know what to say, you know, contact one of your local level twos, contact one of your local level threes, go on Facebook, talk to some people about it. Uh, because that is a conversation. Like you don't get to say, Ooh, that's a really awkward conversation. I'm not going to have it. I'm just going to not, I'm just going to not do it because yeah, unfortunately, then... yeah, the, welcome, welcome to judging. This comes with the territory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're going to have a lot, of, uh, a lot of difficult conversations yeah. that you don't want to have. We're not we're not there, here to make people's lives miserable. There are a lot of awesome things about judging, but you know sometimes that comes with with this stuff as well. So you know that's you're going to have to do it in that case. If you the the nice thing about that tough talk that you start with the TO is that if if things go well at the end of that tough talk comes mutual mutual respect and that's a great thing to have in your community is is like respect and trust with your with your local TO because if if you and the TO and then once you once you get to talk to them the players are all on the same side then this kind of thing becomes a lot easier. Mhm. 100% agree. Awesome. All right, well I think we've about covered it for bribery. Um Eric, do you have anything that that uh you'd like to plug or talk about before we leave the show? Uh, mostly I just want to, I want to plug the, the finals exception. That's the thing I want to plug. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, please, please review uh, magic tournament rules section 5.2 uh, bribery. It's, it's great. It's a, it's a real big hit in the clubs right now. Number one on the charts. 
I saw it on Total Request Live earlier. It's great. Um, but is it still around? You make a TRL reference. <laughs> it, it is. It's still on TV. I, I said I said the whole name of TRL just in just in case. Um, but but yeah, no, I I I appreciate it that people are out there looking for bribery, trying to make sure these things don't happen, and trying to educate players. But do. Do me a favor, do yourself a favor, do your players a favor, and make sure you are educated as well on that exception, because it is very important and very awesome for the players who, you know, can't make it to the RPTQ because they're going to their sister's wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good plug. I like it. I like it, too. Um, all right, well, uh, in that case... URL has been off the air for nine years, and it's coming back this October. Wait, it's coming back? Sorry, I guess that's why I thought it was still on TV because I, well, I read it. I read an article about how what's his face is going to be hosting it, like some the guy, the guy Ryan Seacrest, right? Yes, Ryan Seacrest. All right. Uh, well, we're going to have to check that out. But in the meantime, uh, while you are waiting with bated breath for that to come back, you can check out the JudgeCast archive at uh, JudgeCast.com and listen to all of our old episodes. Uh, you can get our new episodes by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I get my podcasts at uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you get yours on Stitcher Radio or wherever else, you can find us there as well. Uh, please rate us five stars on iTunes. You could contact us to ask questions at judgecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast. And I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. My name is Jess Dunks. I keep it fair. And I'm Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prillum, and I keep all my packs. No price splits ever. So here, here's, here's the deal. I know we wanted to start as close to nine as possible, but I want to hear the bat story. Yeah, sure. we're going to need to hear more about this bat. There's not, there's not much to it other than uh, apparently I left a door open. And mm. then a bat got in the house. Uh, now, the the problem with this is that the bat's still in the house. I just don't know where. <laughs> awesome. Now. Good, good. I yeah, that's... Oh, it's, it's a very simple... Dish. I, I want to tell you about a very, very simple bat solution that I know from my time working in a summer camp dealing with issues like that. So pack your bags and move away. That's the bat lives there now. That's the... Bat's home now. Yeah, it's not your house anymore. It's the, that's bad house.